It must be great to be so thin. Or, I think I've heard of Crohn's and colitis before. It's that nervous person disease, right? These are just a couple of the insensitive and absurd remarks we endure at the hands of uneducated, thoughtless people who don't really know what we go through on a day-to-day basis. Today for the podcast, we're diving into some of these crazy but true comments that remind you that you're not alone. We all experience this level of absurdity from time to time. And if we can take a step back and appreciate these negative comments for what they are, comments from people who don't understand the first thing about IBD, we might even have a good laugh together at just how ridiculous they sound. In a world of heartache, severe challenges, uphill battles, it's nice to laugh in the face of IBD sometimes. Let's get into it. You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Well, hey there, Mama, and welcome to the episode. On the surface, insensitive moments might make you cringe, but sometimes those cringe-worthy moments, those are moments where we can find shared experience. So instead of getting mad, we can turn that anger into a good belly laugh. We all deserve light and laughter sometimes. So recently, I went to the GLC, our free and fabulous gut love community of IBD mamas, and I asked them this question. What's the most insensitive thing you've been told when it comes to your IBD? The responses were brilliant, and they helped me see that even though sometimes it might feel that way, it might feel like I'm alone, I'm not. You're not alone. There may not be many people in the world who understand us, what we go through on a daily basis with Crohn's and colitis, but we understand each other, don't we? We're in this together. I hope as you're listening to these insensitive outbursts, I hope that you remember that and share a good belly laugh with me. Before we dive in, I want to remind you that if you're not already a part of our GLC, it's open to all moms with IBD. It's a safe space with loads of IBD info, recipes, workshops, and first look information. If you're struggling with IBD and you're looking for a safe space with no judgment, look no further than the GLC. The link to join the community is in the show notes. Okay, let's find out about insensitive comment number one. This one comes from my client and GLC member, Lindsay. Lindsay is speaking for all of us, all of us IBDers that share her frustration. So here we go with number one. Lindsay says, for years, I tried to find out what was wrong with me. I went from doctor to doctor and no one knew what to make of my daily multiple trips to the bathroom. One doctor actually gave me a referral to a therapist and told me that I must have too much stress in my life. 
when I finally found a sane doctor who diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis, I actually cried tears of joy. Finally, I had an answer, and finally, someone took me seriously. Don't you love this? It's the, if I can't find out what's wrong with you, it must be stress or anxiety syndrome. With an extra special emotional pat on the head, run away, little girl, right? It's truly appalling. What do we need to do to be taken seriously? When I ask women about their experience in getting diagnosed with IBD, it's amazing to me how similar our stories are. It's not unusual for us to wait one, two, three, even more years as we struggle with our symptoms and we struggle to get a proper diagnosis. And then in the meantime, we're treated like a hysterical, anxiety-prone woman. To combat the, you're just anxious, she says in air quotes, to combat that you're just anxious travesty that befalls many of us, I found a few things that I think help, that help us to be taken seriously by those in the medical field. So I have three tips for you. Number one, do your research. Before you go to the doctor, I want you to be able to describe your symptoms in a very specific manner. Now, specific is the key word here. So instead of a vague statement like, my belly aches, try for something more specific. Something like, I'm feeling a sharp shooting pain on my right side, just under my rib cage. It seems to flare up about 30 minutes after I eat. See the difference there? Also, Research the possible treatment options for your symptoms and be ready to bounce your ideas off your doctor too. So something like, I've heard fish oil can be helpful for achy joints. What do you think about that? These very specific ways of talking about your symptoms and potential treatment options, they will help give a focus to your appointment so that so that your doctor doesn't go off on, it must be stress, you know, a tangent like that, so they don't go off on that. It will be really helpful to keep things specific and help guide the appointment. Also, number two, know exactly what you want to get out of your doctor's appointment even before you get there. Is there a test that you want to have the doctor perform, like a CT scan? Or maybe there's a blood level that you're looking to find out about. Maybe it's your vitamin D that you want to get checked. Or maybe there's a prescription that you definitely want to get filled. Go in there with a plan. Be flexible, be open-minded, but when you're certain about what you're looking to get out of your appointment, don't leave until you get what you need. All right, I have one more tip for you on this end. Number three, use some big words. (laughs) I know that sounds funny, right? Sad as it may be, when you know the proper terminology for the parts of your body affected by your illness, like small intestine, colon, rectal abscess, terminal ileum, duodenum, fistula, ileocecal stricture. See what I mean? Lots of digestive system terminology. If you use that, your doctor will know that you know what you're talking about and then you can be a strong contributor to the conversation and to your overall care. You don't have to be a walking medical encyclopedia. Just know the words that pertain to your IBD issues and then you'll immediately put yourself on equal footing with your doctor. Some might call these tactics manipulative, but I call it speaking the doctor's language. We shouldn't have to play these games, but it helps us get taken seriously. 
Here's another insensitive remark from our Gut Love community member, Shara Lee. Insensitive remark number two goes like this. Shara Lee says, I always feel uncomfortable when the topic of dieting comes up. My friends are all heavier than me, and they're always trying the next fad diet. One night at book club, my friends were having a conversation about dieting again. I was staying out of it because all my friends know that I have Crohn's and I don't diet. All of a sudden, Cheryl Lee says, my friend looks me up and down and says, you're so lucky. You never have to diet. I was so stunned. I didn't know what to say. What do you say to that? Um, thanks. <laughs> wow, Cheryl Lee. That's the very definition of insensitive, especially when you have a friend who knows about your Crohn's. Have you ever experienced something like this? I know I have. This is a tough one because it doesn't involve an acquaintance and it doesn't involve a doctor. These types of conversations are often harder because they're with friends, right? When it comes to long-lasting friendships, we want them to thrive. So I think gentle and firm honesty is really your only option here. After a comment like this where you literally have to cup the bottom of your chin with your hand and then physically use it to shut your mouth because I'm sure it's gaping open, it's time for a more serious conversation. Probably I wouldn't have that conversation in front of everyone though. If you really want that conversation to mean something and to not embarrass your friend, because I know that's not what you're out for here, I would have a one-on-one, -on -one, heart to heart. I think that is in order. It might go something like this. You might say something like, hey, Jane, that, that comment that you made about me not needing to diet, it really hurt my feelings. And here's why. Education is the key here. I'm willing to bet your friend wasn't being insensitive on purpose. So a little education with your friends, a little education on the realities of life with IBD, it can go a long way. Handling it this way, it will not only save your friendship, but it can help spread the word about IBD. I think that the more people who know what we go through, the better our chances are of finding a cure. So a little education goes a long way, especially when it comes to friends. Along the same lines as it must be great to not have to diet is one of the top comments that I get all the time. You're so thin. Again, what do you say to this? I could say my first reaction, which is always something like, you know I've had 10 feet of my small intestine removed. If you had that removed and you couldn't digest and absorb half of your nutrients, you'd be thin too. But after I take a deep breath and then of course I release it, the response that I usually give to this comment and one that I would recommend you give if you get some kind of version of this is that it really depends on your relationship with the person who said that comment. If it's someone that I'm close with, then I will use it as an opportunity to educate them on why it's so hard for IBDers to gain weight. But if I truly don't care about what that person thinks, I will just say thanks and walk away. There's no point. There's no point in having that conversation with someone who's just thoughtless and that conversation, it won't benefit them. And it's just wasted breath on my part. Let's talk about incredibly insensitive comment number four. Client and GLC member Karen nails it with her shared comment from those well-meaning family members. 
Karen says, after I was hospitalized after a colonoscopy, a family member told me, you shouldn't have gotten a colonoscopy. You're way too young to need one. Cue the eye roll. <laughs> Don't you just love well-meaning family members who think they know what's best for you? They read one article in the paper and they say, hey, have you heard about this cabbage soup diet thing? It cures IBD. You should try that. Or with regard to Karen's colonoscopy, why are you doing that? You don't even meet the criteria that I've heard so much about, so you must be doing something wrong. The well-meaning family member comment, it's classic. We all have those in our family. The thing to remember about these individuals is that they care about us, and usually their comment is from the heart, so it does come from the right place. They find out this information and then they deem it to be so life transforming for us and they want to connect with us and help us in some way. This type of insensitive comment, it's really different from the unsolicited advice that you might get from a friend or an acquaintance. So in situations like this, it might just be time to grin and bear it. Thanks Aunt, Aunt Helen, it's really kind of you to think of me and then change the subject. What you do or you don't do to help your Crohn's or colitis, it's none of Aunt Helen's business. Think about the good place that her advice is coming from and then leave it at that. Let me tell you about insensitive comment number five. This is one that I actually heard from several GLC ladies. And I think April's experience really sums it up best with incredibly insensitive comment number five. I'm sick and tired of my doctor telling me it doesn't matter what I eat. Even after I started the specific carbohydrate diet four months ago and went for my appointment, my doctor told me it was a coincidence that my blood work looked so great and that I was symptom free. Just a combination of being on Humira and having less stress, she told me. When will doctors accept that food matters, April says. I get this. I so get this. April and everyone else who had a comment that was so similar. This food has nothing to do with our illness. Information that we get from our doctors, it's utter nonsense. How is it possible that an illness that affects our digestive system isn't impacted by the food we put in it? The most we ever hear from our doctor regarding food is something like, just eat bland when you're in a flare. The only way I reconcile this insensitive attitude is by knowing that your doctor most likely doesn't know that food can be medicine, especially for IBDers. Those types of doctors, they're not trained in nutrition. I know that sounds crazy, but they're not. They're trained in disease management. Of course, it doesn't make our doctors unnecessary to us because oh my goodness, I want my doctor. I want my doctor by my side when I feel awful, when I'm in a massive flare, when I need medicine or surgery, because they're fantastic at those things, those things that fall under disease management. But doctors aren't food specialists. Instead, we can do two things to help with this insensitive comment. Number one, we can show up time and time again to our doctor's appointments and we can show them how great we're doing on a gut healing diet. We can share information and websites with them and books with them on the power of using food to help heal our IBD. And number two, you know that I love 
scientific studies. I'm a research gal and I love it when scientists research some of these different diets. So every time I find a new study, I bring it to my GI to educate him, to show him that there's actual scientific evidence now surrounding food and IBD. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, I hopefully I put a small dent in the medical model that they're used to. I don't know. It's fun for me to do that. Let's turn to Gemma. She is a GLC member who's frustrated by our insensitive comment number six. Gemma says, What's with everyone I tell about my IBD saying, I know what you're going through. I have IBS. IBD and IBS, says Gemma, are not the same thing. Not even close. I wish people would stop saying that. I hear you on that one. I completely hear you. And you're right, Gemma. IBD, inflammatory bowel disease, is not the same thing as IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. IBD is definitely much more severe. When it comes to the serious complications that many of us with IBD can have, things like fissures, fistulas, strictures, bowel resections, ostomies, J pouches, so many complications people with IBS never have to contend with. With all of these insensitive comments, we have to decide. Is this the time and place for some good-hearted and much-needed education? In this case, I do think that a quick IBD roadmap is helpful. You might say something like, I'm sure it's tough to have IB I'm sure it's tough to have IBS. With IBD, I have some of those symptoms too. IBD can also cause more serious ailments like strictures and hospital stays and sometimes the removal of intestines. So it's really hard to go through. And if you've gone through complications like this, if you have your own complication story, you can tell them about it. You can tell them about your own personal journey with IBD. So when it comes to IBD versus IBS, when it comes to that comparison, Bond over what you have in common, and then you can educate them about what the differences are. And remember, this isn't a competition over who has the worst condition. For the individual with IBS, their challenges are real, just like your challenges are real too. Support and love, it goes a long way, my friend. Okay, we've made it to incredibly insensitive comment number seven, and I saved the most ridiculous insensitive comment for our last one. This comes from GLC mom, Janita. This one is so ridiculous. Our GLC member writes this. I work in an office space with cubicles, and my coworker comments every time I use the bathroom. She'll say things like, didn't you just go to the bathroom? Or... What are you doing in there for so long? Personally, if I'm going to laugh at any of the crazy anecdotes I've shared with you today, it's got to be this one. Some of these are serious infractions and they can really hurt your feelings. And some of these are just, I got to say it, so crazy stupid (laughs) that all you can do is laugh. I'm definitely a talk it out, be upfront, can't we all get along, right? Peace and love kind of gal. But with a comment like this, it deserves a quick quip. You got to just nip it in the butt. So saying something like, why, are you keeping count? Or would you like to come with me and find out? 
insensitive comments like the ones that you're hearing, Janita, they're pointless and they're stupid and they don't deserve your time or attention. So nip it in the bud and move on. All right, my friend, what do you think? Have you heard incredibly insensitive comments like these, like the ones we've been talking about today? I bet you have, and I bet you even have one in your back pocket that I didn't even mention today. If you have Crohn's or colitis, and if you've had it long enough, you're bound to fall prey to the miseducation of non-IBDers. Even though I know these comments, they can cause us emotional pain and head-scratching wonder. I hope you'll do what I do. I hope you'll either educate or belly laugh. As a mom and a homeschool mom too, I'm a huge fan of a teachable moment. We love those moments with our kids, right? Most of these people who are saying things like this, they're not being nasty on purpose. The more that we educate, the more people know about IBD. And the more people who know about IBD, the more people there are to demand that we have funding to find a cure, right? So that education piece can really go a long way. And if the moment isn't right to educate, focus on how, just how ridiculous that comment sounds and have a good laugh about it. Laughter is ultimately the best medicine, isn't it? Do you have an insensitive comment or a story Come share it with me. DM me on Facebook and we'll share an eye roll and a good belly laugh together. On Facebook, I am at the IBD Health Coach. Make sure you put the the in there because remember my Facebook page got hacked. So now I'm at the IBD Health Coach. DM me and I would love to hear your comment on this subject. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD healing journey. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there, and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today, because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission... If you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, go to my website. It's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practices run online, so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jam or your yoga pants for us to work together. 
You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at KarenHaley.com. Click on the Work With Me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.